The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, I'd like to talk about the quantedge.com. The NFL season is rapidly approaching. we got preseason ramping up for week one coming up this week. And the Quantage has you covered for all your NFL DFS needs. They got best ball stuff. They have some great DFS stuff. Like we play the Hall of Fame game, and the chat was popping, and boys made some money with that win free touchdown at the end. Lots of great stuff over there at Quantage.com. And you can get the NFL season for only $149.99. When you use promo code Bubba, you get the rest of MLB free. I do the batter breakdown six times a week there. I'm in the member Discord chatting it up whenever you need it. I highly recommend the Quantex. They have great tools, state-of-the-art tools you can't find anywhere else. They have an awesome lineup optimizer, great articles, and the member Discord is priceless. They had, they had for the preseason game, I'm not going to name names. you got to pay to find out. But they had people from other websites, other very prolific fantasy people in the chat pregame talking it up in there. So I highly recommend going to Quantex.com. $149.99 for the NFL season. Use Bubba, and you get MLB free for the rest of the season. Also, if you give a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much appreciate it. It would really help out the podcast, move up the rankings so more and more people could find it and would just make me feel good for all the hard work I put in to bring the stuff to your earwaves. Lastly, go check out QBList.com. We have Eric Smith on tonight, the guy that runs QBList over there. Great stuff they have going on. Great people, great podcasts, great articles. Highly recommend going to QBList.com. Without further ado, this is Ben Flip Bubba, episode 197 your quarterback preview for the fantasy football season with Eric Smith of the QB List. everybody to another episode of bench with bubba episode 197 we've finished the divisional previews now it's position time talking fantasy football quarterbacks tonight in order to do so i have a special guest first time guest of the show you can find his work over at qblist.com he's on twitter at eric smith qbl eric how we doing man 
I'm great, Bubba. Thanks for having me. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well. Um, I'm actually kind of half watching a preseason football game, and it's as bad as I expected it to be. It's, it's really bad football. Um, but all in all, not too bad. How's, uh, how's preseason fantasy football get working for you as drafts are starting to rank up and everything? Oh, it's great. Uh, we're just wrapping up all of our rankings right now, so it's a relief to get those out of the way, although you always have to update them. But um, yeah, now the games are starting, and we'll start previewing and reviewing them all. And this this first one's probably as unimportant as any of them. But uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're rocking and rolling, uh, covering lots of players, going deep on lots of players, and uh, it almost feels like the regular season already. Yeah, you, you, you hinted on a lot of it there. Why don't you let, let everybody know what you do at QB List and what you guys kind of have in the works for maybe the rest of preseason and in-season-wise, what to expect. Because a lot of the listeners of the show, they know the Pitcher List crew. We're big fans of Pitcher List. And we talked to Colin for a bit about QB List, and it sounds outstanding. What is your deal? I know what you do, but I want you to explain to the uh, listeners what you do. For sure. Um, yeah, this is my first year heading up QB List. So we got a little late start this off season. We relaunched July 15th. So we've had some time to make up, but um we kind of hit the ground running full speed. Um, we we do a lot of going deep, similar to pitcher list. So uh, we'll pick a player, whether it's Derrick Henry or you know George Kittle or whoever, and we'll just really go deep into it and take the time, whether it's eight hundred words or you know two thousand words, to just uh, go deep on that player and come up with a conclusion at the end. So that's a big feature right now that we've got going. We've got all of our ranks out. Uh, we're about to start our sleeper and bust week. And then a big part of our site for preseason games and regular season will be um, our game previews. So we're just going to have staff dedicated to previewing all the games, which helps in the preseason if you don't want to watch them. Um, Also, what we saw is, which is reviewing the preseason games and regular season games. So it's a great way if you don't want to, you know, watch watch all these preseason games and see the backups. We'll we'll watch them for you and we'll give you a quick rundown that you can – use in your drafts looking for you know sleepers and late round draft picks that's outstanding because i for one like this is probably the first hall of fame i've watched in a long time and i'm, I'm being nice by saying half watch it's like background noise preseason football is very hard for me to watch it's, it's very very hard for me to focus and care so uh if i can get the, the cliff notes version big fans so looking forward to that looking forward to everything you guys are going to do there at qb list that big fans of pitcher list uh, and i know colin pretty well and he's uh He's a big fan of this. That's why I'm glad I got to have you on the show, chat with you for a bit, as you are the man in charge over there. So looking forward to uh, getting to know you more throughout the football season and whatnot. And uh, we'll kick it off tonight by going over the quarterback rankings. And we're going to go over your quarterback rankings, which only makes sense, as you are Mr. QB list. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have some fun. Uh, like I told Eric before the show, for the listeners, you can access his, his rankings over at QB list, obviously. But we're not going to go specifically diving into every player. We'll hit on most of them. We'll kind of compare some. If uh, I just know the way my show works. Throughout discussion, we'll end up hitting on most of these guys, if not all of them, by the time it's all said and done. And, and Eric's broken up to tears. So let's just kick it off with the the one that's pretty much indisputable around the industry, the tier quarterback. You have him in a tier of his own. And after last season, very hard to argue with. Patrick Mahomes. Now, everybody, or not everybody, almost everybody is saying it's going to be very difficult to duplicate what took place last year. Eric, what's your expectations for a guy like Patrick Mahomes? And is he worth taking a quarterback early? Because we kind of talked about it before the show. 
the landscape of these days with such depth at quarterback, people are waiting on quarterbacks. How do you look at Mahomes in a draft and what do you expect from him this year? Right. So his ranking in a tier of his own is uh, kind of separate from my strategy at quarterback. So um, I just, I think he's the clearest, you know, he's in a tier by himself. I think he's the clearest to lead the league uh, or lead all quarterbacks in fantasy scoring. And I mean, the, when we get to the tier below him, they have some question marks and they haven't done what he's done. So uh, obviously his regression is going to hit. He had a 8.6% touchdown rate last year. And Russell Wilson was the only other quarterback with more than a 7% rate. So he was way up there in touchdown percentage. That's going to come down. But, I mean, he scored almost 420 uh, fantasy points last year. And the best seasons over the last three years, I mean, he outscored them by almost 40 points for second place and almost 60 points for third place. So, um, And those are the best seasons over the last three years. So I just think he's in a tier by himself. And I just... I think it's hard to argue other people over him, and that's why I put him in that tier. Now, um, like you said, because of the depth of the position, I'm not running out and drafting him in the first couple of rounds. But um, you have to rank them, and I, I think he's clearly better than the rest of them, especially with Tyreek Hill now. You know, looks like he's going to be around all year, so that's just further cements him up in the top status of the quarterback rankings. Yeah, you throw Tyreek Hill, that weapon out there with Kelsey and company, it's dangerous, very, very dangerous. We know it's going to be – well, you never know with this offense, the way football's going these days and the lack of defense's ability to play defense. I'm not going to say you're not going to see 50 touchdowns this year, but it's very difficult to see back-to-back touchdown seasons. He's going to have a harder schedule this year. Now let's just have a fun, a fun discussion here. Superflex leagues are becoming more and more popular. So that's two QB leagues. A guy like Patrick Mahomes, you've already talked about how he separates himself so much more from the second tier. Now, in a league where you need two quarterbacks, would you be more inclined to take that gamble on him early in a draft? Or are you still sticking to your, I'm, st- I'm not taking a quarterback early, even if it's super flex? No, I'm probably still waiting. I, I think there's enough value that drops just because of how deep the position is that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm huge on just hammering running back and wide receivers early in drafts. So, even in super flex, I think you can take a um, you can take one of the safer guys farther down the list that we'll get to eventually. You know, like a Rivers or um, Kirk Cousins. I, I don't value them much in a one quarterback league, but they're a lot more valuable in a two quarterback league. And you can pair them with uh, an upside player. You know, that could uh, break out, or you could take one of these first or second or third tier someone from there who drops. So uh, I still am going to take shots farther down the draft at quarterback. I. I can definitely understand it in a two QB or super, super flex league, but um, that's just kind of the way I've always drafted is I, uh, I, I'm usually not looking much at quarterbacks until you get into the fifth or sixth round. And sometimes that's even pushing it. Yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent with you. I usually wait. I end up, uh, it was funny. The first guy you said is I uh, even on my last podcast, we previewed the AFC West. We were talking about him. Philip Rivers. I'm not even a charger, but I should have a Jersey at least or a Jersey. Cause <laughs> I think in the last like decade, I've probably had him seven or eight, if not all 10 times on at least one league, if not multiple leagues every season. Like, that's my guy. Today, for instance, the first league I've drafted is the Rasbowl League. I just picked him in the 13th round as my starting quarterback. Like, that's what I do. Phillip Rivers is my guy. Uh, one of the guys in the league was DMing me saying, hey, you don't have a quarterback yet. Is this, like, your strategy? I said, as long as there's one name on that board and I see you guys grabbing quarterbacks, I feel okay. So, like, I love yeah. Phillip Rivers. Exactly. Not get the respect he deserves. 
Yeah, I think that's been Kirk Cousins for me, which is uh, a rocky ride sometimes. But I just always seem to end up with him. And uh, some of his games are ugly, but by the end, he's usually had a, a decent line. So I definitely understand uh, the Rivers' love there. Yeah, we'll have some fun with Kirk Cousins because there's part of me that really wants to love him, and there's part that I listen to too many people that scare me. So we will get to him because <laughs> I'm curious. Since you like him, I want you to sell me on him. But let's start with the sector here. We'll kind of go individually here because it's the big dogs and, and we can talk about them for a second. But Aaron Rodgers, you have him number two. Um, and, and all these guys you could probably intermix. And, like arguments can be made for justifying this. But you got Rodgers number two coming off, some would say, a down season. He was banged up a lot. There's a lot of issues there. New head coach. He seems happy. Got some new weapons, but still has good old Devontae there. What makes Rodgers number two for you? Yeah, so this tier is probably one of the closer tiers for me. So you could put him in any order, and I wouldn't argue with it. But, I mean, I think we're kind of forgetting that Rodgers, I mean, he was really hurt last year, um, and it happened week one. And he he gutted it out all year. But, I mean, that was, uh, you know, that was a major injury that he played through. And, yeah, the year before he was hurt, and he, he does have some injury concerns. But, I mean, he's the only one uh, that lately has put up a year anywhere close to Mahomes. I mean, his 2016 year was a monster year. He put up 380 fancy points that year. So I think he's got big-time upside. They've got a really good offensive line. They've got um, a running back that I really like in Aaron Jones. Um, he's got a, a true number one receiver. And then, you know, just changing from Mike McCarthy to Matt LaFleur, I think a new, you know, a, a new touch on the offense is definitely going to help him. I, I don't think it can hurt. It was just getting pretty stale. So, I think Rodgers, you know, if you want to dock him for his injury history, I totally get it. Um, but I think he's got the upside that I'm looking for, which would make me, if I was going to take a quarterback early, I think he would be my second off the board. I like it. Uh, the next guy you have are Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan. We'll start with Luck, who had an outstanding season last year, really got things clicking. They added a, a Paris Campbell to the mix with um, Hilton and company. Um Everything's pretty high on luck again this year. You have him third. What's your expectations for Andrew Luck this season? Well, last year he was QB five, so um, he's already right up there if he just maintains. And I just I really like the coaching staff with Frank Reich. I just uh, he's got a great supporting cast of weapons. I trust that team and that offense and the play calling. I just I think he's in a really stable spot. Um, he was really uh, dependent on red zone scoring last year. He was, I think, led the league in percentage of his points coming from the red zone. So, I mean, some could see that maybe as a regression possibility, you know, if he doesn't throw in so many short touchdowns. But, I mean, it's Andrew Luck. I, I think he's going to continue to be one of the, the best red zone quarterbacks in the league. So I'm not too worried about that. So, you know, it, he's a little similar to Rodgers. As long as his health issues are behind him, I think um, I think he's got as good a shot as anyone to challenge Mahomes. Uh, I kind of have him a little above Watson just because of the the situation around him. Um, I think he's got a better offensive line. Um, Watson's, you know, passing game weapons uh, with Kiki Cutie and um, Will Fuller have been injured. Watson's been injured because of his offensive line play. So uh, Watson's got huge upside. Um, but I guess I, I put luck ahead of him just because I think he's in a little more stable situation. And I trust him to survive the year, you know, in one piece more so than Watson. And that just summed up what I, I was kind of thinking and my thoughts on it. Deshaun Watson, if you told me he'd play 16 games pretty healthy, because no one's healthy in the end when we think about it, but pretty darn healthy with no serious injury, and he has his weapons for like at least 14 of those games, then that might be asking too much the way we've seen things. 
I could see justifying putting him as high as like two, probably. Like his talent level to me is that good. But like you said with Rodgers, you said with Luck, there's a lot more stability there, it feels like. And a lot can change at any given time. But I, I think Watson is super talented. But what Luck brings to the table, and what I love about Luck and Rodgers, but especially Luck, is, you know, he's just going to wing it all over the place. They threw it so much last year. So I think there's a lot to like there with those three. And then in the end of your second tier, uh, you have Matt Ryan, who comes he's coming off a great, great season, um, really th- seemed to be clicking with the offense. You have him at the end of your second tier. What uh, What's your expectations for Matty Ice? Yeah, so I think quarterback position is one one of the ones that I really trust pass production on. I mean, running backs change so quickly that, um, you know, it's hard to take the past three years, four years, five years, and really factor that in. Um, but quarterbacks are pretty stable, and everyone sleeps on Matt Ryan, but he's been the QB two two of the last three years, um, which is kind of hard to believe. But, I mean, he you know, he's, he's consistent. I mean, he did have a down year in between, but um, he's shown some upside. Um, QB two, that's like, you know, we're just looking for someone to challenge Mahomes. So I think he can do that. I really like his weapons with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I'm kind of down on their running game a little bit. Um, so I think they might have to throw it a lot. And then, you know, not a maybe not a good defense again. They play in a dome. I just I, I think there's a lot of um, reasons why he's a safe play and a little more stability maybe than the tier below him. So I mean, I can definitely I would understand the argument if you don't think he has the upside as, you know, Rogers, Luck and Watson. But I mean, he's done it two of the last three years. So he's one where if he drops, um, he's one I'm eyeing and he usually doesn't quite drop far enough for me. But I, I think some drafts people will just forget about him and they'll take, you know, Baker Mayfield and a bunch of people above him. And you could get him at a real good value if you're someone who doesn't want to completely wait on the position, but doesn't want to take one, you know, first four or five rounds. Yeah, when you look at uh, Fantasy Pros Consensus ADP, they have Baker 5, Matt Ryan 6. But when you look at all the different leagues they use, it's like it's it kind of almost rotates back and forth. One's 5, one's 6, depending on which site people use, basically. So it's kind of like a 5A, 5B with those two right now. So, yeah, you can definitely justify some Matty Ice there. Let's go to the third tier where you have Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Kyler Murray, Carson Wentz, Ben Roethlisberger. This is the first of the tiers because the, the first two would seem are pretty straightforward. That's the top five. Now your, your rankings are starting to differentiate from the consensus of the world. And this is why this will be fun for discussion purposes now, but let's start with Baker. You have Baker six, not much. Anybody can argue there coming off a very impressive rookie campaign. They have even more weapons for him this year. OBJ in town. How, how good do you think Baker can be this year? Like you have him ranked sixth. If he does everything right, how high do you think he could finish? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough to know. You know, we haven't seen that breakout year yet. And um, it does take, there are a lot of factors it takes for a quarterback to be a QB1. You know, you need a high volume offense. Um, you probably need the defense to give up some points, get into shootouts. So there's a lot that goes into it. And that's probably just my hesitation um, putting him down in this tier as we haven't seen that elite, you know, top end year yet. But, I mean, yeah, everything you could possibly want to see is pointing towards the breakout year. He looked great just, you know, past the eyeball test last year. I think Odell Beckham, I mean, everyone knows how great he is, but it's going to be a huge difference. Um, they added T- Todd Monken as a offensive coordinator, so they've got some good coaching talent from the offensive side of the ball. I mean, he got um, James Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick to lead. I think they combined to lead the league in passing last year, passing yards anyway. 
So they've got some talent um, around them, coaching staff and players. And yeah, I mean, everything sets up. It's just, it's hard to know is, is that is a full good year from Baker? Is that QB two? Is that QB, you know, six, seven, eight? So that's, that's my main hesitation, but I definitely don't fault anyone for going out and getting them. Yeah, he's and the and the the one thing I will say about Baker is I think he could should have a good year. You mentioned a couple things actually about the defense having to give some points up. Well, their defense should be better, and they're playing in that northern division where um, the Steelers sometimes have a good defense, sometimes don't. We'll see how this year works. But the Ravens are going to pound the rock and they're going to play defense. So the the amount of possessions and plays they run in those two games are going to be very small, barring something crazy. Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. So for the most part. Depending on what the Steelers do, it could be an open north this year, which would be interesting. But, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like there. We'll see how it all folds out. But Baker, if anything, the other point I was going to make is fantasy football is supposed to be fun. Baker Mayfield will make fantasy football fun. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Like being able to tune in every Sunday to watch him play and just do – because what's great about Baker is, you know, there's still the old-timers that say this is how you have to play a position. Baker doesn't do any of that. (laughs) He just plays football, and it's awesome. So – Big fan of that. Uh, let's go to your number seven um, quarterback off the board. And I like your aggressive – well, it's not really that aggressive. He's he's a consensus eighth in um, ADP. But Russell Wilson, this is a guy that last year did it with a bunch of no-names because Doug Baldwin was pretty much out most of the year. You know, Tyler Lockett, uh, Moore, and some others kind of – Brandon Marshall was there for a blink of an eye. Like There's just a bunch of randoms there. But he, just, he was so efficient, so talented – you have him ranked seventh right now. What are you expecting from him? Because if you look at the depth chart, it's still a bunch of no names outside of Tyler Lockett. Right. Uh, I think with Wilson, it's a little bit of a bet on talent for him. I don't love the, what, what the offense wants to do, but I just think he's a really good player. Um, he's age thirty. That's that's right about the prime for quarterbacks, really. So this is this is kind of a bet on talent against um, their offensive philosophy. He didn't run as much last year. They kind of bottomed out last year. And, I mean, I just – I think maybe he's due for a little bounce back, just maybe just regression. Um, I think he should still be running the ball. Um, he only had uh, 67 carries and 367 yards last year. So those were like career lows or second lowest of his career. So I, I think he's got nowhere to go up with the, but up with the rushing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think Tyler Lockett looked good last year. They had DK Metcalf, who is at least a deep play action threat. And, you know, they say they want to run the ball and they will run the ball a lot. But, you know, you never know. I think they've had some injuries on defense already. And if they give up points, they're going to they'll throw more, you know. So um, I, I don't know. It's kind of a bet on talent, like I said. And it, it maybe it's a little high, but I just think he's a great player. And, and by the end of the year, he'll be in the, in the top 10 quarterbacks pretty easily. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of uh, Russell. I have zero Zero qualms about that at all. Just the way he plays, never gives up on plays. He's willing to try things, which you appreciate from a fantasy quarterback. He's not yep. just throwing it into the dirt. Um, <laughs> he's, he's doing everything he can to get you points. He really is. Uh, I love Russell Wilson. And, you know, shootouts with the Rams twice a year. The Niners defense still is not going to be that great. Like, there's going to be a lot of lot of holes in that division that he can play with. And the Cardinals are going to play shootouts, too. So, We'll see where that goes. I'm a big fan of your number eight. I like how you have him here. He's, he's consensus ADP 10 right now. He's going anywhere between 8 and 11 in, in different websites. Cam, this is a guy I had a lot of places last year and started out phenomenally, and we all know how it ended. But he's healthy right now. Um, all the, Every bit of camp news you take with grains of salt, but the video you see of him throwing the ball, he looks good. 
Like, he looks real good right now. Um, he, he's one of the few guys that can run and pass and still be successful. What's your thoughts on Cam Newton this year? Yeah, I'm a little surprised he's um, down to 10 or 11 in some places. I guess that's just the injury and people being scared off. But um, I can't remember. There was a podcast. They made a good point. They're like, they wouldn't have had him back there, back out there that early in the offseason if he wasn't, you know, almost 100% oh, yeah. healthy. There's no reason to rush Cam Newton back. He doesn't need a full, you know, preseason. So the fact he's out there is really, really good sign. And I just I love the the players around him. I mean, McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. That's a pretty good trio right there. And uh, he, I mean, you can short passes to them are going to be successful too. It's not like he's got to bomb the ball out. So uh, I just I like his supporting cast. Um, surprisingly, North Turner. I when they hired him last year, I thought he was kind of be old school and wouldn't be a good fit with McCaffrey and Newton. But he did a good job with them. So I, I, there's a lot to like here if he's healthy and. Um, I guess the only worry would be if they ever, you know, decide to limit him rushing the ball a little bit, um, because he does get a lot of his uh, his fantasy points from rushing. He's only top four thousand yards passing like one year, so you do need him to run. And there's always the worry that they'll be like, you know, they want to keep him healthy and he won't run as much this year. But uh, we always worry about that, and then he's out there running. So, um, and they're another good, you know, I think they could be in some shootouts in that division. So yeah, I, there's a lot to like about Cam Newton and. He's probably a great, um, you know, if he falls, he's a great one to snatch up if you don't want to wait super long at the position. Yeah, I think he's a great one to snatch up. Yeah, they're not going to want him to run the ball. The problem is, is most of Cam's runs aren't designed runs. <laughs> so yeah. he'll, he'll just tuck it and run. Cam does not care. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of, of what he's got going on there. Like you mentioned, those, those young weapons that can stretch the field out. He's got his safety valve and Christian McC- a two-yard pass and go for 80. Like, there, there's a lot to like there uh, with a healthy Cam Newton. At nine, you have the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> the number one overall draft pick out of Oklahoma, Tyler Murray. Uh, he's going 12th, uh, anywhere from 10th to 16th, depending on the, the league. I can see arguments to have him super late. I can see arguments to have him late. What is your – like, did – What's your view on what he can be? Because you're kind of in the middle of he can be great to he's going to be bad. Like you have him as being really good sense. Yeah. Um, part of me wants to put him higher, honestly. And a little bit, bit of it's the ADP. You know, you don't need to take him too high. Um, you can wait on him a little bit. But I don't know. I think he's got huge upside. I mean, he's got a lot of running quarterbacks come into the league and they're kind of game managers. But I think he's got, you know, elite passing volume potential with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury air raid offense. So he's going to combine rushing potential and passing potential, which is pretty, pretty rare. I mean, you know, even Russell Wilson isn't throwing 40 times a game, most games. So I don't know. I think if it all goes right, it could be a huge year. I, I kind of, I've got a, a QB sleepers article coming out uh, this week. And I mean, it's hard to call any of these guys a sleeper, but I was just looking at, um, you know, some of the mobile quarterbacks, their first year in the league, and a lot of them kind of catch the league by storm and have one of their best seasons their first year. Um, Cam Newton had his second best year of his career, his first, his rookie year. Um, obviously, RB, RG3 had his best year. He kind of flopped after that. But um, Vic had his second best season of his career in his first year as a starter. Uh, so there's there's a track record of these kind of players coming in and having a great year. So part of me would say, you know, wait on them and um, – Maybe next year you draft him, see you know, see what he's like. Um, 
figure out where to value him, but this might be the best shot at him. So I think I might end up with him a lot. It just depends on if everyone else starts going crazy and, uh, you know, raising his ADP. And that's that's the worry is that he gets into preseason and starts running around and everyone's taking him in the fifth round or something. So uh, we'll see how that works out. But I, I think he's got a, a ton of potential and uh, it's going to be fun. to Speaking of fun players to own, he's going to be a fun yes. one. Yeah, he's going to be like, all is one big preseason game. And it's going to be like that's that ADP is going to skyrocket. Uh, it'll be pretty impressive. Like I said, he's going to average twelve right now. I could see as high as I'd give him seven, probably. I'd say, mm-hmm. or maybe even six, depending on how good that game is. But I, I could see him lining up that board real quick. Uh, number ten, I like I like this this call here. His ADP consensus nine, going anywhere between eight and eleven. Carson Wentz. Banged up last a lot of the season last year, as we know, as uh, as big Nick Foles got it done yet again. He got paid to go elsewhere. But Carson Wentz, people forget when healthy, an MVP candidate at times. Uh, what's your expectation on Carson Wentz? Because I think this could be one of those, if you wait, could be a steal. Right. Yeah, I mean, most of the reasons to, you know, dock him are just injury concerns. He's had knee and back injuries, and it's, you know, he hasn't been around that long, so – um, that's a concern. He's still young and he's getting hurt, but I mean, he, he posted, uh, you know, his breakout year is almost 22 points a game. That's a, that's a big time number. There's only a few quarterbacks that have topped that recently. Um, last year though, it was more like a, you know, 17 and a half points, fancy points per game. Um, and that's a lot more mediocre. So there's, there's a little bit of worry there, but that offense is so loaded that uh, if everything goes right, I mean, they could just be scoring at will. I mean, they've got, uh, you know, how many receivers? Four or five good receivers. They've got two great tight ends, or at least one great tight end and an up and coming one in Dallas Goddard. And um, I, there's just they're so deep. I mean, they can they can survive injuries. Uh, they've got depth on the offensive line. So I, if everything goes right, he could jump up into that second tier pretty easily. And he, we all know he's got the talent. So it's just stay healthy and put it all together, and he could have a huge year. Yeah, I'm with you there. We could uh, have a big season from Carson Wentz, possibly, if all goes well. Here's the uh, the big If uh, For those that haven't looked at the he, – he's going ADP 13. So I guess not a huge surprise. But he goes anywhere from 11 to 19. Depends on where you look. You have Big Ben as 11. No Antonio Brown. Still got to And a few other weapons. Maybe Dante Moncrief. They're still trying to decipher who the other big weapons are. What – is it that makes you have Big Ben 11 over guys like Jared Goff, Drew Brees, and company? Yeah, I mean, last year he led the league in passing attempts. I'm, I'm you know, big on volume. I think that's super important at the quarterback, well, any position, but especially a quarterback. Um, he had 675 passing attempts, which was way out in front in first place. And he was the QB3 last year. And, you know, maybe he doesn't, maybe he may not throw that much this year. It may drop down, but. I mean, he's going as QB 11, um, so it's it's baked in that he's going to pass less already. And I feel like he's, you know, he's been about QB 11 in the years that he's had a, you know, quote unquote down year. So I, I kind of feel like you're getting him kind of where he normally is. And if he puts up anything close to what he did last year, you're getting a big volume. Um, losing Antonio Brown's a worry, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster's, you know, he's, he's a wide receiver one. Uh, it's not like they're going from Antonio Brown to um, – Dante Moncrief so uh you know I think they've got some options the Steelers have a great offensive line they you know Roethlisberger knows the offense really well 
they've got some versatile pass catchers out of the backfield with Connor and Samuels. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think he's one that, I mean, I've got him super late in some mocks. And if that's the case, I'm going to end up with a lot of Roethlisberger. And I just think there's some upside there. And if not, you've still got a, you know, back end quarterback starter. So I don't know. I, I, I think he's being slept on and he's getting up there in age, but he's not quite as old as um, Brady and Breeze. So I think he can get another year or two out of him. Yeah, no, I thought he was going even later than he was. I was kind of surprised. It felt like when I did the AFC North a couple of weeks ago, he was not even going this high. So that's why I thought it was quite the jump in your rankings. But I'm with you. I know in a lot of leagues I had last year, I ended up getting like Phillip and Ben like back-to-back later in drafts and just using those guys throughout the season. And I felt very comfortable with that situation. Because like you said with Ben, the volume is always there. Always there. He's got a tough matchup, so be it. But most of the time, very strong, very stable quarterback. So I don't hate that at all. Let's go to your fourth tier. You have Breeze, Goff, Lamar Jackson, Trubisky, Winston, Prescott, and uh, Josh Allen. Very interesting tier here. Just to start it off right out the gate here at number 12, I, I can tell just by your ranking, but I want to I want to discuss why are you so down on Drew Brees? Yeah, he's the one I've gotten the most flack over. So um, this is definitely and I'm not, and I'm not dis- and I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you because I'm not <laughs> no, touching them anywhere. So for I'm, sure. just, I'm just curious. No, no, but I, I, I've heard it from other other places. So uh, this, like I say in my write up, this isn't anything about um, you know real life football talent. This is kind of where you have to play the game of fantasy football and adjust accordingly. I mean, he completed seventy five almost seventy five percent of his passes last year and only threw five interceptions. So he's he's a great quarterback. But I mean, he had a you know, he hasn't thrown less than 4,000 yards since he was on the uh, Chargers, um, which seemed that which was forever ago. And part of that's because he missed a week and, you know, he would have topped 4,000. But still, that this was the lowest volume year he's had. Um, he's 40 now. I just don't think he's ever throwing, you know, 5,000 yards again. Um, and it's just, you know, his, his attempts were down. Uh, 489 attempts was his lowest since 2004. So I just I think there's a downward trend. They're just trying to get him to the playoffs, similar to Brady. They're just survive, you know, run the ball, play good defense. They'll score some touchdowns, but I just I don't know. I I don't think he's got that upside anymore. And if you in a two QB league, he's a lot more valuable. Um, that's when you need stability, and you know he's going to be out there every week putting up pretty solid numbers. But in a one QB league, I'm usually going for more upside, like Kyler Murray or someone. So. That's why he is where he is. Um, great player. I just I think he's on the downward side of his career, and they're just going to manage him from here on out. Uh, and you nailed it right. There. He uh, a better real life quarterback now than fantasy. That's just the way it's going to go. Yeah, when he's playing in the dome, the right matchup, he's still going to put up big games. But yeah. we saw it a lot last year. Like those road games, they were ugly for fantasy. They were winning games. They played great, obviously. But when yeah. it came to fantasy, it was wasn't there. And like you said. Got to use our brain, so that's why I'm on board with you there. Uh, uh, you got Jared Goff at 13. He's going about 11 off the board right now, anywhere from 8 to 12. Um, some places are like all big on him taking the next step, healthy, so on and so forth. Uh, you seem to be kind of tempering expectations, like you still like him, but you're not over the moon with him like some people are. What's your thoughts on Jared Goff? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see with, you know, if Gurley's limited or not the player he once was, what that does to the whole offense. They also have Cooper Cup coming off of ACL injury. He should be back, but I don't know. Between him and Gurley um, coming off injury, maybe they're not quite the offense they were last year. I mean, they trailed off a little bit towards the end. The Patriots kind of figured him out in the Super Bowl, but 
I don't think everyone's going to do that. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of reason to be cautious, but um, he was a lot better when he had Cup around. His touchdowns kind of dropped in half after he lost Cup. So once he gets back up to full speed, I think he's right back there being a solid quarterback option. Uh, they have a good first eight games. They have a lot of potential shootouts. They play Panthers, Saints, Browns, Tampa Bay, San Francisco. I mean, there's a lot of shootouts. Atlanta, Cincinnati, it just keeps going. So uh, I think as long as you know teams didn't figure them out and the injuries don't slow them down, he, he could he could definitely pay off on this, and he could maybe even get up as high as 9 or 10, so maybe even higher than that. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to like there. He was the QB7 last year, so he can definitely get that high. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of um, there's a lot of good quarterbacks, so it's hard to – get him up too high but um I, I definitely like him and i'll probably end up with him yeah no golf's one of those guys i kind of have circled like there's newton there's golf right there in that you know around anywhere around range depending on what your rankings you're looking at 10 to 10 to 13 or so that I, i'd like to grab one it's like if i don't get one of those then i'm pretty much just going with philip that's just kind of where i'm looking right now right. um after golf you have lamar jackson we saw what he did last year he was very very good but He's he's a bigger quarterback, kind of like Newton. He's not small and and skinny like uh, like RG three was. But there's always the saying in the NFL: a running quarterback can't run it forever because eventually he's going to get hurt. Um, where do you kind of place your confidence in Lamar Jackson? Because when he had to throw the ball outside of prevent defense against San Diego, it didn't look pretty, and he ran the ball so much. Right. Um... I like him. I like his rushing more than Josh Allen because it's more designed runs and it's part of the offense. Um, Josh Allen was a lot of scrambling, so I think I like his running ability. Um, he averaged eighteen point six points per game when he started last year. Um, that puts him right around where he's going as far as points per game. A QB thirteen last year if he had played the whole year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he he took over for Flacco last year. They didn't get to design the whole offense around him like they probably wanted to. So. They drafted some rookies, Justice Hill, Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin. So they've got some added talent, um, signed Mark Ingram. So I think I think he's got better team around him. I think the rushing ability gives him a big upside. If he can just, you know, give us 200 or so yards a game and some passing and some more rush, uh, passing touchdowns, you add that with his rushing ability, and he's got a big upside. So there's a ton of downside with him. But um, when I start getting down to this level of quarterback, I'm typically going more upside because – I know that I can stream off waivers if I need to. People will start dropping their backups. You can pick them up. So um, I'd, I'd much rather take a shot on him. I also start looking at schedules when I get down this far. So he's uh, he gets Dolphins, Cardinals, Chiefs to start out. So that's pretty not great. Uh, yeah, yeah so you see how he does in those games. And if he flops, then you cut him and move on. But um, you can get him late. He's got upside. So I just I think he's an interesting play, and um, I'll take a shot on him. Yeah, honestly, when I started looking at uh, rankings probably a month or so ago, I figured people were going to be higher on Jackson. I was surprised going as late as he's going. Like in drafts, his ADP is 19. He's going anywhere from 14 to 25. He's all over the board, depending mm -hmm. on, on where you play. And I guess that shows the level of kind of volatility in his game. Like you said, he's got to be able to run the ball because the passing game might not be there. A lot of leagues are going to like six-point passing touchdowns. There was a little bit of value there. Uh, stuff along those lines so it's gonna be interesting to see how he does I think he's he's a better DFS player than a season-long player but uh, we'll wait and see how that goes uh, after Lamar Jackson you have one of my kind of sneaky 
plays down here. You have him 15th. He's going 18th in ADP. It's Mitchell Trubisky. And this was a fun one because we saw games last year where he, like, broke the slate. And then we saw other games where he disappeared. It's almost like he played to the competition. If it was a low-scoring, just defensive battle, he didn't do anything. If he just shoot it out, he was all aboard. It was really kind of he played to the flow of the game, which I know sounds simple, but other quarterbacks we've talked to, they still wing it all over the place. What are yeah. you doing with Mitchell Trubisky? I like him. I mean, he's got a sneaky amount of rushing yards. He ran for over 400 last year, and he was uh, QB 11 on a point-per-game basis. So he, he was solid last year. And sure, like you were saying, some of that was spiked by some breakout weeks. But, you know, I try not to look too much into how it's all spread out. I think it averages out over the year generally. Um, but what did he have, like a five-touchdown game, I think? Um, yeah, so that's a monster game. Yeah. yeah, that definitely bumped it up. Um, and there's a lot safer options than him. But, I mean, I just, you know, I think he's got some upside. I like Matt Nagy's offense. Um, like you were saying about the the defense kind of limited them. Well, if the Bears aren't as, you know, just ultra-dominant like they were last year, uh, they may have to pass a little more. So I think that's a shot at him bumping his numbers up. So I, I think there's, there's some upside. I don't know how good he is, but he's in a good situation. he got some good weapons, good offense. So I kind of like him there. Um, he's got a couple tough matchups early on, so he – he may be one where you want to draft a backup with them. I usually don't like to do that. Um, I usually try to run with one quarterback in most most leagues. And if it's a two QB league, maybe you're not um, him and Jackson. You're not quite as you're not feeling safe with them. Maybe in a two QB league, so you bump them down a little bit. But um, you, you give him that rushing ability, and he can jump up ahead of some of those quarterbacks pretty quick. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know QB twelve or so this year. Yeah, something really interesting there. Um, he's one of those guys where I don't really – I don't trust him to be my everyday or every week quarterback. So you have to kind of draft the backup, and that's where, you know, drafting a Phillip or someone else comes into play. In a 2QB league, if he was like my number two, I'd be cool with it. I'd, I'd roll those dice. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's kind of one of those – I don't feel comfortable with him as a one. I prefer like, – I, I bring it up Phillip Rivers. I don't mind him as my only. Like, I'll roll that all day long. He's got a right. week 12 bye. I'll figure it out by then. Like, that that's fine. But uh, Mitchell, that North can be tricky at times. The Vikings defense is good. Um, the other two aren't so much. But the Packers did improve their defense. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, he's really, really good. But the, the consistency is not quite there yet. We'll see how it get, keeps growing. Yeah. Uh, here, here's another guy that can have – like, we're in that, that tier where we can make arguments for the boom or the bust with a lot of these guys. That's why it's fun to discuss them here. Um, Jameis Winston, people love him or they absolutely loathe him. Like, <laughs> it is all over the board with Jameis. And the ones that loathe him I can't understand as much because he wings it all over the place. He throws it deep to Godwin. He does all kinds of – Mike Edmonds, they'll just throw it up and say, catch it. Like, he throws it everywhere. He's a consensus ADP 15. You have him at 16. What's your thoughts on Jameis Winston this year? Yeah, when I came into the offseason, I, I kind of penciled him in a little higher. I thought it was going to be a lot higher on him. Um, I don't know. I think everyone's given him this bump from having Bruce Arians joining, which he's a great coach and great play caller. But he had Todd Monken last year, who I already talked about, who everyone loves him as well. He did great things with the offense. So I just, I'm a little skeptical that he has a huge year in the first year in a new offense. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of, it might be a little more of the same. I mean, he's still 25, so maybe he's, got a breakout in him um i know colin who i do my podcast with he uh, he hates him so uh, he, he's way down his ranks but um yes he does hate james yeah, i remember that i, I remember what... i did the 
south with him. Yeah, he hates Jameis. He yeah, hates the Buccaneers. <laughs> okay, I don't know what Jameis did to him, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. I can see both sides to it, but it worries me a little bit that he was outplayed by uh, Fitzpatrick for part of the year. So I don't know. There's upside there. They're going to be chucking the ball deep. Um, he doesn't run as much as those other quarterbacks. That kind of lowers him a little bit for me, but that's not everything. But I don't know. I, I think you could roll with him, and uh, I think you'll know fairly quick if you made a good choice or not, and then you can stream or hit the wire or whatever you want to do. So um, I, I could probably be talked. I'm, I'm one of the rare ones in the middle on them. You could, I wouldn't be surprised to see either happen, but I think it's going to be interesting, and they're going to be passing a lot with a good defense. So he's worth a shot. And at QB 16, he's probably not a starter unless you're really waiting. So and the biggest thing is he's playing in the South that are, and even the times that are going to try to score 40 plus points a game. So you're going to have to keep up with them. That's how we, yep. we've seen Jameis's biggest games, like in Atlanta and the Dome, and he just has to keep up <laughs> garbage time. So uh, Winston is a great garbage time quarterback. He's really good <laughs> at that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, and like we just talked about Mitchell needing the second guy. Winston, I think, could be that good second guy. Uh, he, he'd be a good one to kind of roll with, and if one doesn't work out, you drop him again. I'm not a fan of that. Just I know that route. It, it, it's definitely an option because the, the – like I said, he could go much higher than that, or, or he just completely dug. We there's no. It'd be interesting with Jameis later this year. Let's go, Dak Prescott. You have him 17. He is QB 17 off the board right now. Uh, once Amari Cooper came to town, he looked outstanding. People have high expectations for him. As boring as Dak can be, and it's seeming to be Romo's problem as well. They're actually really good fantasy quarterbacks when it comes down to it. They're not like they're not. They're not Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers, but they're really good fantasy quarterbacks. How do you look at Dak Prescott going into the season? Yeah, I mean, he was a QB 10 last year, so he's got value. Um, he kind of scores about the same points every year, 260, 280 points. Um, like I mentioned with some players in two QB league, you love his consistency because, um, you know, you run out of quarterbacks eventually in those leagues. So, um, you know, he's going to be there every week as long as there's not a you know fluke injury. Um I don't know. There's been a lot of talk in the preseason. They got um, Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, and it sounds promising that maybe they'll open up the offense some, get a little more creative. And if that happens, I think he could shoot up the ranks. But, and I suppose depending on what happens with Ezekiel Elliott, um, I don't know if that raises him or lowers him. Um, that'd be an interesting conversation. But I kind of just assume that no matter what they're saying, they're going to want to play defense and run the ball. So I think that kind of lowers his upside. But um, he's he's super safe, and he scores, I think, six rushing touchdowns every single year. He's just kind of does the same thing every year. Maybe he breaks out one of these years. I don't know. Yeah, he's consistent. He's not flashy, but he's going to put up good numbers for you if you get stuck late in the draft and you need a quarterback or a backup. I don't hate Dak at all. Like He's not that flashy guy that's going to break a slate for you, but he's not going to hurt you most weeks. So uh, he, he's one of those consistent guys. Now, the guy after him at 18 is Josh <laughs> Allen break a slate or he can throw four interceptions and almost pull his Nate Peterman impression there's a lot that Josh Allen can do there you have him at 18 what's your thoughts on him because some people again one of those guys they love him or they hate him yeah I kind of I kind of actually wish I had him lower I don't know I think just kind of the unknowns got him at 18 for me Um, I'm a little skeptical like I said earlier um, his running was all scrambling and not that that can't be repeated somewhat, but um, he was averaging seven yards a rush last year, which was like, that's like what Mike Vick did, you know? That's a, 
I don't. I, he's a good athlete, but I don't know if he's going to be ripping off seven yards every run this year. So you take away his rushing. There's a lot of you know knocks on his accuracy. I don't love the team there and the situation. So I don't know. I, he's just you know you, you you pick him and you see if that end of year run happens again. Um, and I would probably move on from him pretty quickly if uh, he starts out poorly. But you know it's QB eighteen in my ranks. So you're talking. I mean, this is, he's probably undrafted in a lot of leagues. So you, you probably don't even have to spend a pick on him. So he's definitely worth keeping an eye on DFS. I, I don't even know what to do with him in DFS. I guess you target him in a bad matchup and um, I don't even yeah, know if you stack anyone with him, but uh, he's an interesting one for DFS. Now he's usually great for DFS because he's super cheap because no one likes him. And um, if the matchup's right, he's great. And like the end of last season, he was just ridiculous what he was doing just throwing bombs to Robert Foster. And you just put the two of them together and you let it go. It was pretty pretty fun there. But, uh, yeah, he's QB 22 off the board right now. He's pretty much getting undrafted in a lot of places. So he's one of those guys you can always pick up and uh, waiver wire that one if you need to. Uh, the next three or fifth tier, we'll go over each of these guys in a free flow the rest of it. But in, in your fifth tier, you have 19 through 21. And you talking about him earlier, sell me on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, I don't know how much I'm going to sell you on them. Uh, this tier here is, I mean, I totally understand if people want them higher because they put up points every year and they're safe. Um, I just don't think these players have that elite upside anymore. So that's why I have them lower. But if you're someone who doesn't, doesn't want to stream and you you want safety and in two quarterback leagues, um, this tier has moved up. So I, I fully understand that. I would just rather take shots. But I mean, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he was the QB 12 somehow last year. Um, it was a, just a terrible year. And I had him on a team, and it felt like every game started out as a disaster for him. And then somehow by the end, he'd have, you know, 15, 17 points, and it turned out okay. But um, I don't know. He's He's been consistent. He's, he's a back-end starting quarterback most years. I know they want to run more, but they still have, you know, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, which is as good of a combo as you're going to get. So – I think no matter how much they want to run, they're, I mean, you know, Diggs and Thielen start making plays and it's going to be hard to just completely run the ball. So they've got a good start to the season. Um, Atlanta, Green Bay, although they could be improved, but, and then Oakland after that. So I think if you're streaming, if you want to stream, you could start out with those three. And then um, I think the schedule gets tougher after that. So you could move on. But, um, you know, when you're talking about QB 19, you're probably just looking for someone you can start for a few weeks and hopefully find a better option. So I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he, he is what he is and uh, he's, he's been consistent. You got to give him that. Yeah. He's very consistent. That's why I, I get confused with him sometimes when people just completely throw him out the list basically because, you know, he had a couple ugly games here or there, but when you look at the, the end game, the end stats, kind of how I was saying with Dak is these guys just put up numbers. They, they do their thing year in and year out is unflashy as it can be at times they get the job done and uh cousins definitely is one of those and that early schedule you mentioned is very tasty very very tasty so yeah. that's not bad at all he's one Here of those that you almost don't want to watch so you just, just yes, don't watch his yes. games and <laughs> yeah he'll throw a couple ugly picks but he might throw like 350 and like three or four touchdowns so yeah. Exactly. You just kind of you just kind of let it go. Just look at that fantasy points total at the end. Don't look at how he got there. Just look at the right. total. Um, Tom Brady, he's 14th quarterback off the board. You have him ranked 20th. I am much more with your ranking than the consensus ADP. Why do you have him so far down? Because, like I said, I'm with you on this. But what's your reasoning behind this? 
Um, mainly, I mean, he's going to be 42 if he it's isn't crazy. already. Just crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I've been one of those uh, with older quarterbacks. I've, I've trusted him for years, you know, but it gets to a point where I, I just don't know how much I want to draft him. And then you're losing Gronk. Um, most of his best options, Edelman and White, they're not explosive. You know, it's going to be a lot of short passes. And I'm not completely sold on uh, the rookie um, wide receiver, Harry. So I just I don't know that they have the best offense around. And like I said, with um, Breeze, they just want to get him to the playoffs. So I don't I think you're going to miss out on some of those uh, kind of stat padding games. You get out of other quarterbacks or playing from behind. Maybe they take it a little easy. Um, I, I just think they're going to coast to the playoffs if the division goes the way it should. So just from a fantasy perspective, I don't see a lot. I, I feel like I got burn on him last year. I, I kept trying to play him in DFS and he never seemed to have those monster weeks. So I just, I think his upside's pretty limited at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think they're going to try to limit him as much as possible tonight so he can go into the playoffs and do his thing. It's like, he'll manage a game if they need him to win the game. He'll go and Tom Brady drives together. But I don't think it's going to be one of those, like, let's, let's have him throw it 40 plus times a game and get in trouble and take hits and I think they want to avoid as much of that as possible. So um, I, I, I think it's going to be total game management type stuff. And I, I like the, that 20 ranking. I, I will have zero Tom Brady this year. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the last guy here, the man near and dear to my heart, <laughs> the one and only Philip Rivers. You have him 21st. He's QB 16, but he's going anywhere between 16 and 22 because some people still don't respect this man. Uh, you have him at 21. What's your thoughts on Philip Rivers? Yeah, so this is another one. It's just about my philosophy at the position. I mean, he's pretty much always the QB 11, um, two QB league. Again, that's more important. But I, I just – I'm going to go for more upside plays usually. Um, he's 37, so he's not as old as Brady and Breeze, but he's still getting up there. They've got a good defense. Um, you know, I just think they want to run the ball, play defense, get him to the playoffs as well. And he just he just hasn't shown those big seasons. Like – Someone like Roethlisberger, I think a lot of people would have him close, but at least Roethlisberger has those big games and those big seasons. So um, he is what he is, and if you want safety, he's definitely worth it. I'm just usually going a different route. So, yep, I don't fault you there at all. Uh, your final tier, tier six, is QB twenty-two through twenty-seven. You got Jimmy G, Matt Stafford, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton. We'll have some quitters here. Jimmy G, do you trust that he's healthy and do you think he could possibly flourish in Shanahan's offense? I do think he can flourish. I just I think they'll probably take it a little easy on him to start coming off the ACL injury. So um, he's one of those that I, as a quarterback streamer, I might pick him up later in the year. But I think to start out with, I just I don't think he's going to come out of the gates throwing 40 times a game. I think they'll um, ease him in. So I like his situation, and I just I'm generally not going to stash a quarterback for a few weeks. Um, so that's my only problem with him. But I think people are kind of sleeping on him, and I mean, he sure looked good his first year with the 49ers, and we all love Kyle Shanahan, and they've got more weapons than they have in the past and receiver. Um, so I think it's all there for a breakout. If it wasn't for the ACL injuries coming off of, but just it seems like there's been a lot of quarterbacks that start out slow off of that injury. So um, definitely got my eye on him, but I. Probably not going to draft him right out of the gate. Would you rather have Jimmy G or Tom Brady? Oh, I mean, if I've got a if I've got to start him week one, I think I'd probably go Brady. Um, okay. I just trust him a little more. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a mistake. I mean, I don't. I think I can probably get someone above both of them in most leagues. So uh, two QB, probably Brady, and then uh, streaming Garoppolo hopefully later in the year. The next three you have are Stephen Darnold and Mariota, three guys that'll have like two or three big games a year, maybe. And then the rest is really like Stafford barely threw the ball at times last year. Uh, Mariota is one of the more inconsistent and unhealthy quarterbacks in the world. And then Sam Darnold, I really don't know what to expect with that Adam Gase offense. He showed signs last year in a different offense, though. So I'm not sure. Do you foresee yourself in any league having any of those three guys? No, maybe Stafford and a super flex. Um, he did have a broken back last year, so yeah. that's a decent excuse. Um, and he, he's been consistent before that. So um, I, maybe Stafford, but no, I I could be talked into Darnold, but I just don't. I, I don't like Gase either. It sounds like you don't. I don't know if Bell's quite the player he once was. We'll see. I mean, that would be a boost, but I just don't love that situation. I mean, maybe he's you know a sleeping. I mean, he was a high draft pick so maybe he just breaks out and he's you know the next great quarterback in the league that's always possible but from what I've seen I just I don't see a lot there to draft him so I, I'll keep an eye on him but I I, I would if I ended up with uh, Mariota on a team uh, I'm I'm in trouble I, I would have ranked him lower if I could have so he fell asleep at the wheel <laughs> yeah. um, Derek has a new toy in Antonio Brown he still has that weird offense with John Gruden in town though but like we're going to see a lot of hard knocks. I have a feeling his ADP is going to rise with hard knocks uh, just because that's how things work. But it's, it's hard for me to buy in to anything Raiders except maybe Antonio Brown, maybe some Josh Jacobs. But the asking price is just too high for me. Do you think there's a bigger ceiling for Derek Carr this year with Antonio? Do you believe that, you know, this is his ranking and he's at, at worst, he might, at best he's going to finish here. He might go lower. Yeah, I mean, I may be underrating him. I mean, Antonio Brown and Jacobs are pretty big improvements from what they had last year. But I also lost Jared Cook, too. Um, I mean, you know, he's in this tier, so he could be at the top of this tier. I I wouldn't be that surprised if he beat out some of these quarterbacks. But I would find it hard to believe he's up there with, you know, Cousins, Brady, Rivers. And now I I think I'm similar to you. I I don't know what Gruden's doing. And um, it's just a weird situation. He's... Carr's only averaged like 14 points a game over the last few couple of years. Um, he's basically been like Andy Dalton. Um, so, yeah, I'm just not not real into it, and maybe he'll break out. But if he does, he's probably sitting on waivers anyway, so you can pick him up. Yep, I'm with And you got the ginger rifle, Andy Dalton. It's uh, That's just a tough one to buy into, especially with yeah. A.J. Green out already. That's that's just that's, that's tough. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dolphins situation, I just want to ask you about this one. Uh, with Josh Rosen and Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, Apparently, he's tearing up camp and he's running away with the starting job for now. You'd imagine they want to see what Rosen has before going into next season, basically, and, and when they could possibly draft a pretty good quarterback. So if for some reason Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, is the starting quarterback come week one, do you have any interest in taking him if you have a late draft? Because we know what he can do, that is wing it all over the place. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to have any objective analysis with him. It's it's crazy. Um, I mean, he's not going to have the weapons he had last year in Tampa Bay, that's for sure. So I think this is an offense to pretty much avoid, especially if they're going to – seems like they're playing games with their running backs already with um, Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balazs. So I'm pretty much avoiding that offense. But, yeah, I mean, he's done it before. He always seems to have a few weeks. So maybe keep an eye on him in uh, 
maybe DFS if you want to throw him in a tournament or uh, I don't know a super deep league. Have him uh, as your third quarterback or something on the bench. But um, no, I'm not. I'm not buying into him on this offense. All right. If you had to, I know this is kind of putting you on the spot here, but if you had to rank, like it can be from anywhere on your rankings. If you're going into your draft right now and you have your rankings in front of you and you know the way you draft, it, you know, let's just say if you're a conservative quarterback guy, like which sounds like you are, um, who are your top five quarterbacks you're trying to get off the board that maybe won't fall straight off the rankings, but it'll come through different tiers and you want to leave with like one of these five guys? Yeah, um, I think – Kyler Murray is maybe one of them. I just that'd be a lot of fun, and I think it's chasing some big time upside. So, I, I thought I like we were saying. I think he's going to rise too high by the time real a lot of drafts come around. So maybe that's not a great choice. Um, I think where Roethlisberger's going, he's a good one for me. And then um, I think in that um, that Goff, Lamar Jackson, Trubisky range, I could see getting them a lot. Um, that's just the way I play, and I'm more than happy to play the waiver wire. So. Um, I think I did a mock where um, Andrew Luck dropped quite a bit. I got him. I, that's early for me. I took him in like the sixth or seventh round. That's, that's like a steal. Yeah, that feels like reaching for me. So, um, so if if one of that top tier falls, um, then or Matt Ryan too, I would take them. But I think the ones I'm generally going to be looking at are like Kyler Murray, Roethlisberger, and then that that Goff, Lamar, Trubisky group. I like it. Well. Eric, that'll wrap us up on our QB preview. Do you have any final thoughts on the position? Any any uh, words of QB wisdom for uh, the listeners out there as they're kind of still doing their evaluations? You know, some people are drafting now. A lot of the big drafts aren't for a few weeks, but any any tips or advice on the QB position? Yeah, I would just say, um, like I I think people underestimate the streaming you can do, and uh, you can also pick up a hot quarterback and you just start him the rest of the year. So. Don't be afraid to wait on the position. I really don't like drafting a backup in a one, you know, typical one quarterback league if you can help it. So just, you know, trust the guy you got and trust your ability to pick people up off waivers because that extra player or two at, you know, running back, receiver, tight end, um, those tend to be the real league winners. Uh, Mahomes, what he did last year was pretty rare. So um, I just, I think just pick one, go with them, get them at a good value and just just trust that they're going to be there and if something happens i i promise you can figure it out on waivers i've done it plenty of years so that's my overall advice at the position yep uh you're 100 percent on point on that one and with that we will wrap up tonight's episode of bench with bubba go check out eric on twitter at eric smith qbl and go check out all the great work at qb list as like you mentioned earlier all the rankings all the articles the going deeps everything and in the podcast with Eric and Colin Weatherwax, uh, that knucklehead Colin, that's a good buddy of the show. Uh, they do a lot of great work over there. But, Eric, thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate it, and we will do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. This was great. Yeah, no doubt about it, everybody. This was Ben with Bubba, episode 197, previewing the quarterback position for your fantasy football draft with Eric Smith of the QB List. Catch you guys later.